0: I the a song so you can sing along with my special guest star two for two You like to sing and dance and this podcast by chance Explores musicals for you Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, Sean, and with me today is a returning guest. Last time he was on, we talked about how cats do dance in that movie. It's Mark Benani. everyone. Hey, thank you so much for having me back. I thought of that joke the other day, and I was like, (laughs) I have to say this. (laughs) Cats don't dance. What a great film. But they did dance. That was the point. They they sure did. Yeah. (laughs) False advertising. But today, we're not here to talk about Cats. We're not nope. here to talk about an animated movie. We're here nope. to talk about Calamity Jane. Calamity 19- Jane! The 1953 Western musical, question mark? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Western, yeah. Uh, the screenplay is by James O'Hanlon. Music by Sammy Fain. Lyrics by Paul Francis Webster. Directed by David Butler, and according to IMDb, the story of Calamity Jane, her saloon, and her romance with Wild Bill Hickok. I'm not going to lie, I got very angry at this movie. You got very angry at this movie? Oh yes. no! Just because it's the same feeling that I had when I rewatched Seven Brides with Seven Brothers. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Where... The, uh <laughs> like it's all about the the quote-unquote woman's place or Mm -hmm. the the gender roles you gotta stop thinking like a man or react feeling like you're feeling like a woman i'm like what the fuck are they saying i know this
1: and seven brides like i I grew not grew up but i mean i i've loved since i was you know a, a young teen and it's definitely a double feature of misogyny but like I I just they just have a, a warm place in my a soft spot in my heart for them, but yeah, definitely a double feature of uh, misogyny with those two films.
0: I mean, not gonna lie, um, I liked it when like her and Katie is that her name? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Katie Brown. Uh,
0: like when they became what when Katie like stood up and was like, "Listen, I'm not Adelaide Adams. I'm Katie Brown. Don't blame Calamity." And then they started a relationship uh
1: definitely i mean (laughs) yeah this is this is definitely uh queer coded is that the right term yeah we'll Uh, go with it (laughs) uh definitely as as a following in the uh especially lesbian community um it's and and secret love i'm we'll get there but that's considered one of like the first gay anthems
0: Oh, and see during a woman's touch, which again, so angry about <laughs> because it's a song about cleaning and how cleaning is women's work, and I got very mad about that. <laughs> but I was like, they're basically making a love shack. Yeah, <laughs> they
1: they so are, and you. I mean, <clears throat> watching it again, I watched it last night. Just you know, I've seen it many, many times, but watched it last night in preparation for today, and. It's really I mean, you see how uh, enamored calamity is with Katie or Adelaide, you know, in, in the beginning and just how dumbstruck she is with uh, her beauty. I mean, it's it's quite clear.
0: I mean, and she even compliments her by calling her very pretty or mm-hmm. very pretty or whatever. She's got Doris Day with that voice,
1: with that <laughs> accent. It's so good. She had to lower her voice. She was speaking, I guess, naturally at first, and then watched the dailies back and was like, this looks absurd with my voice coming out of this woman. So she lowered her register. Um, but my favorite thing she says is uh, sasparilla. She gets real deep. And
0: Danny, oh, Danny. Uh, oh, Dan- <laughs> sarsaparilla. Chicago. <laughs> I was like, who actually talks like this? <laughs> oh Danny oh yeah well also to go back to a woman's touch though so throughout the movie um, Doris Day as Calamity Jane wears like male clothes which is apparently what the historical figure did Mm -hmm. the real Calamity Jane which I was just reading about her so fascinating Um, they would wear men's clothes just because it's easier and like all the skirts and everything so during a woman's touch though I feel like the clothes got tighter like more Mm -hmm. form fitting and then she obviously I wrote it down early in the movie like when they first like the first saloon scene where they're like I was like I hope they don't she's all that her and then they did and (laughs) I was like fuck god damn it
1: (laughs) yep yep she gets she gets less butch as the movie as the film goes on and
0: but then yeah. he has
1: to get has to butch it up a little bit and grabs a gun at the end and that's sort of you know uh another point to the lesbian the sapphic undertones <laughs> of the film
0: so then is uh wild Bill just like their beard yeah at that
1: moment <laughs> basically it's just you know the and uh, 1953 standards and practices character
0: oh so also all the it says it in the movie but like for you the listener who probably haven't seen this movie um there Shame is on a, you let's watch is, the movie <laughs> the musical numbers were all staged and directed by jack donahue who he's been featured on this podcast before but like that's basically them saying that he's the choreographer if yeah, you like there's that. not much Is not yeah. like dancing
1: there's there's not too much choreography. There's a lot of musical staging.
0: Yeah, like there's the the there's a little tap happening in the Windy City. Oh yeah, um, a little soft shoe. Yeah, um, you've got when Adelaide sing sings it or sorry when Adelaide's character because it's that's not the actress singing. You can tell uh, it's Harry. <laughs> I'm planning to marry. Like there's a little actual choreo happening. Mm-hmm. Like, that's true. The rest of it is just okay. Now you're going to walk over here, and you're going to pause, and you're going to flirt, and you're going to walk over here, and you're going to pause, and you're going to like grab his drink.
1: Flip over this bar five times in a row. She flips over that bar so many times.
0: You, Francis, where I don't understand how the person got confused by the name. Uh, you're going to go over here, and the trombone's going to grab your wig, and it's going to be cool. Francis Fryer is my favorite character in the film.
1: The moment before his wig gets snatches off and he's really into it and he's doing all the movements, that is my that cracks me up. But like, Calamity's the
0: only one that realizes that that's a dude. Because she's got a woman's intuition you see. But I mean <laughs> I mean, still also, thinking about it, so she grabs, she's Calamity sets out to get Adelaide Adams, which is like there. She's on a trading card or something. That yeah, the
1: uh, old tobacco trading cards,
0: which so, are real,
1: real things they used to have.
0: I believe it. It's like it's like the precursor to Pokemon cards at this point.
1: Yeah, gotta catch them all, all the
0: Western heroes. And so, like the photo isn't that detailed. So, like I could see how one can confuse Adelaide with uh katie mm-hmm. and like you know you just put her in the costume she's got similar color hair and for the time period i don't think it would be a photo i think it would actually be painted or like a illustration right i think Cause- there's photos because there's photos of calamity they have photos but i feel like oh if someone was
1: famous enough they probably would have some kind of
0: that's fair but i was like i mean even the photos back then are not
1: yeah, no, they're they're not certainly not HD. Yeah, so, yeah, so, for sure. Uh,
0: so I was just like, why? And like all the men get mad at her, and I'm like, go fuck yourself, men. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so the I, only I, the only
1: Western town without a
0: brothel. I was reading about Calamity Jane. She was a a, a, a prostitute at some point. She did every and anything to support her family because her parents died and she, I think she was the uh, oldest, I believe, so she had to provide for her family, and so, like, she did anything, and then went to Deadwood with Wild Bill Hickok, and the rest is history, but, like, this movie clearly... If you didn't know the facts about Calamity Jane, you can clearly tell that they are giving great liberties.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is (laughs) very, 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 very loosely based. So, apparently, yeah, that calamity claimed that she married wild bill and that he had a kid together but this was only she only claimed this after he had died and there was by all accounts he couldn't stand her so that's it's dubious at best that they even had a relationship but they're buried next to each other uh she requested it and the the people who decided to do it uh, did it as a joke on Wild Bill, burying her next to him since he couldn't stand her, apparently.
0: But I mean, like that also that is actually seen in the movie where she talks about fighting the Native Americans. Um and she's when she says that she killed four of them to save Danny. Oh, Danny. Danny. Oh, Danny. Oh, Danny. Um, where, okay, so. Calamity and Wild Bill are clearly historical figures. I didn't do any research, but do you know if Katie and De- and Denny are real people?
1: No, not not that I am aware
0: of. Let's see what Wikipedia says. No, I don't I don't think so. They don't have anything, okay. <laughs> Cause because it blurs the lines of like what's historical accuracy, what's not, I'm like, there could have been a Denny
1: or a Kate there. I mean, could yeah. have been
0: a Katie. I actually love Katie's character in this movie. Like Doris Day did a fine job, and um, I I liked that she was a little rougher around the edges and everything, even though she's Doris fucking Day. Uh there, yeah. there is a lot of suspension of disbelief that you're like, I okay. <laughs> Although, uh,
1: Doris Day. This is her favorite movie, according to her, that she ever made. And she felt that this character was the most close to her real personality. It's the lesbian thing. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I got that, I got, I got
0: that. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I honestly don't think I've ever seen a Doris Day movie. I think this is my first one. And really? from what I know of Doris Day is that she's known for, like, her beauty. And like being the ingenue, the the beautiful young ingenue, and like she's dirty, she's covered in mud in one scene. Like you can tell that there that maybe she also had a crush on uh, Alan McLeary, who played Katie Brown. Could (laughs) be, but like this feels like from. Again, my imagination of Doris Day's filmography, like a very different character than what she ever plays. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can tell that she's giving 100%. She's not phoning it in. She's not like, oh, well, I'll just wear some pants, whatever.
1: No, I think she was living for every moment she got to be this butch. uh, uh, She she said as a child she was a tomboy. So... uh... I think yeah. she got to live her, you know, she got to break the mold of what Hollywood had pigeonholed her into and do something fun.
0: Although I have, I do have to say, I liked the yellow dress that she was in, but when we go to the ball, that dress is hideous. The pink one? The pink one <laughs> is hideous. Like I get it. Cause I think it's still supposed to be like a joke that she doesn't understand fashion and she's out of touch. 'Cause like that that that's the whole point when she's like, Oh, uh she goes to Chicago and she sees all the women I mean she does stare at them a little too she long. She stares right
1: at their butts. Yeah. Right at their butts.
0: But I mean, it's also a bustle. You know, somebody who doesn't wear a bustle, that that's a little strange. And although at the end of the film there's like eighty women
1: suddenly in this town yeah, that I show that... up.
0: Because Kate doesn't Katie say earlier that like Calamity is the only woman in town? Or yeah, something like
1: that? yeah. Then suddenly there's all these women. i When I watched, it, I was last night. I was like, where the hell did all these ladies come from? I never thought about that before.
0: Unless it's like a Harvey Girl situation where it's people who roll into town.
1: Could be. They're just there for the wedding.
0: Um. I also read though that this is MGM's response to Annie, get your gun.
1: Yeah, Doris really, really, really wanted the film version of Annie Get Your Gun, but her studio lost the bidding war to uh, to uh, Warner Brothers, who? Sure, no, let's go with that. Whoever. Anyway, and so this, yeah, this was their their version of, uh, basically, I mean, their version of that story, so.
0: Oh, sorry, it was devised by Warner Brothers, uh, and Annie Get Your Gun is an MGM. I got them confused. Gotcha. God, the studio system, I feel like I need to, like, study them. Because it's fast. It's crazy. It
1: really is fascinating.
0: Um, But, like, this movie, Calamity Jane, here's a good segue for you. It won the Academy Award for Best Original Song for a Secret Love.
1: Secret love. No secret. Yeah. I mean, that was a huge, huge, massive hit. Uh, at it, the time.
0: It was actually, like, one of my faves out of this. Because, like, when we get to Higher Than a Hawk, and that's Bill's song, I uh-huh. I, I, I just wrote Yawn. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's the fast-forward song, for sure. Although I love Howard Keel. Howard Keel's one of my favorites.
0: He's fu- I mean, he's fine, but, like, there's just something about his voice, and the fact that it's a Western... I'm I'm not, like, the biggest Western person. I'll watch them, but they're not my go-tos. And mm. so that song felt, like, stereotypical, like, I'm a man on a horse <laughs> singing yep. my song.
1: Yep. And, you know, he's Adam in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. That's the same leading actor.
0: That's, yes. Yep. Yes.
1: Showboat, yeah. the, the, the big MGM showboat. Kiss Me Kate, he's the lead in that. He's, like, Mr. Golden Age
0: that's that's why i was also getting seven brides vibes from higher than a hawk yep that's the same guy. Him. Yep. <laughs> i should have known this i should have just searched the imdb <laughs> i feel like though the only song by a man that i like is high full of honey which is the Fra- francis's song. which is
1: the, the drag member, yeah yeah well because what other i mean that's the only solo he has i mean he's They have the the Black Hills of Dakota, which is racist, but lovely. Um,
0: Which I didn't, obviously, first time watching this, I'm not, I don't have the experience you do with like it uh, from my childhood and everything. But that song sounds like it was a song before this movie. You know, like Hmm. it was like a state anthem or something, but no, it was written for the film, which shocked me. I, I don't know how else to describe it besides it being like a uh, a patriotic uh, song.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's about the land. It's about the the Black Hills of of Dakota. Um, yeah, I mean Oklahoma. The state the state anthem of Oklahoma is now the song Oklahoma from the musical. So it's happened before. <laughs> they adopted
0: songs. So, but I I mean, it felt like you know how they're like drinking songs or. Or, um, uh, like all those other patriotic songs that nobody really knows about because all we know is the Star Spangled Banner at this point. Yep, yep. It felt like it felt like that because this is 53. This is closer, Obvious. this is like 40 years after she uh 50 years after she died, Calamity Jane. Mm
1: hmm, mm-hmm. exactly so, 50 years actually.
0: So, it's like closer to her life than how we are now. And we're what, a hundred and twenty years after she died. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Oh, that's so weird to Crazy. say that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is wild.
0: Oh wait, this is coming out right around her death, <laughs> her wow. anniversary of her death. Huzzah!
1: <laughs> well, happy death day, Calam.
0: Happy life death, Calam. <laughs> or as oh. I should say, Martha Jane Cannery. That's right. Oh, uh, Danny. Oh, Danny! Um, did you know that there's a stage version of this? I do know, yeah, it happened in London, I believe <laughs> well, so it happened basically everywhere but Broadway. I was reading about ah. the on the Wikipedia page. It seems like it does well in like repertory or regional community theaters, but like they thought about mounting it on Broadway in two thousand and five, and then it never happened. But it premiered in Texas in uh, 1961. So like a decade after the movie, the show starts and like it has more songs, but it has I Can Do Without You, Tis Harry, I'm Planning to Marry, The Black Hills of Dakota and Secret Love uh, from the movie. And then obviously they padded it out and at least they got. Sammy Fain and Paul Francis Webster to write the rest of the music. Mm. Uh the book though is by Ronald Han oh crap, I'm gonna fuck this up. Hanmer and Phil Park. Hmm. So they may have like taken James O'Hanlon's script and then obviously was like, let's write this for stage.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a there's a TV, sort of a live TV version with Carol Burnett from 63. What? Yeah, yeah. There's they did it in 63. It's a television version with uh yeah, with Carol Burnett as, Oh, as I see calamity. that.
0: Yeah. She did it at Starlight Theater in Kansas City, Missouri. Let I me mean, I sorry. I forget that there's multiple Kansas Cities. Uh <laughs> um, and yeah, it was televised. Wow, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's uh she's a much goofier calamity. She's obviously and she's much more love struck with danny that's like a big thing she's like goo goo gaga over him as opposed to uh in in this version she meets him for the first time like during this show um it's not like a a love she's had for a while oh danny so
0: oh oh, danny yeah so uh it's it's interesting version rereading the imdb um you know it says like it's the story of her her saloon which no (laughs) it's not her saloon and then the romance with Wild Bill Hickok, which the movie makes it feel like it was such an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, "Well, we're Hollywood; we have to pair people up at the end of our movies."
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So go for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's like they're fighting for these other two people the whole time, and then they kiss, and they're like, "Ah, all right,
0: this is fine." But like, okay, so there is the lesbian undertones, but like, did they know? They had to have known. Oh yeah, oh okay. yeah.
1: It's. I mean, I think. I mean, I don't. I. I haven't done a ton of research on. I'm no. I'm sure Doris Day fans are much more well versed than I. But I. I mean, I think. I think it was sort of a known secret, maybe, or. I, I can't imagine that this was <laughs> uh, an accident.
0: Um. um I I I I do uh want to mention. So on this podcast, I don't know if you've listened to past episodes Mark, whenever we do like the classic Hollywood era, um I like to find out if there is this one person in it and this movie does have this one person in it. Her name is Bess Flowers. She is the most unknown person uh in Hollywood. She has over 900 film credits. Well, she's uncredited because she's usually like a background extra, but she's in this movie. If you blink, you miss her. She played an officer's wife in the reception line. That's her character name, and I'm assuming it's at the ball. So,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. it's a it's a running thing, and it's always fascinating because like I want to know more about her, the best flowers, um, because I feel like there's something there. Like they can make a movie about her, or even even a musical. If they make a musical about her, I'm fucking covering it on here. I don't care.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah.
0: Wow. She, yeah. So we're slowly chipping away at her filmography every once. So if you're playing with your Life's But a Song bingo card, best flowers market done. Sorry, it's just it's it's a little thing that that's insane. Yeah, and I get to like talk about her because I learned about her from another podcast called Unspooled where Amy Nicholson was gave her history about it and I was like she's such a fascinating woman like to look at her career and obviously she's um a background person majority of the time and so she's like the you, you look in 1953 alone I think she did like 10 musical movies <laughs> That's crazy.
1: She must have just been on the lot and just with a card saying
0: "available." <laughs> I'm wearing an evening gown and let me go yeah. from one set <laughs> to another.
1: <laughs> have makeup, we will travel. I mean, that's.
0: <laughs> Hold on. Oh. Let me let me take off this bustle and look. It's now a modern evening gown. <laughs> Huzzah! Yeah. Wow. Oh my All god! All right, best get it. Um, God, I'm looking at my notes too, and I'm all the amount of times i wrote i write fuck these men (laughs) fuck men (laughs) men suck uh if
1: you remember the show deadwood um i have not seen deadwood so deadwood was a like a serious drama in like the the soprano's age of like serious hard-hitting television um that took place in in deadwood and calamity jane is a character in this in the show
0: Oh, okay. I've heard of Deadwood and I, now I'm putting pieces together. Because <laughs> they talk about Deadwood all the time in this movie. And it's in South Dakota. Yeah. The Black Hills of Dakota. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's a
1: real place. It's still there. Yeah. Short spot, spot.
0: And, and she did work there and work with Wild Bill whether or not it was a romantic relationship. Unclear. We'll have to go in our time machine and find out about that. There you go. But I bet, I bet she doesn't even sing, you know? Well, I mean, she was, like I said, she was a prostitute. So maybe she did work at the saloon. Maybe. maybe. Which I'm kind of also happy because it was, I knew that they were going to do a She's All That Moment makeover. <laughs> but I was also thinking or expecting it to be like, Something was was gonna go awry with Adelaide Adams because they talk about how much of a fuck up Calamity Jane is, and then uh, I was like, she better not fucking put on that dress and perform for them because that'll just be too easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to shit on this movie. I know this is that's all right. This does happen, but like there were, I mean, genuinely, her Doris Day and um. Alan and McLary, and I'm sorry if I'm pronounced mispronouncing her name. Like they were the movie for me. Oh yeah,
1: they're um, definitely the highlights. Uh,
0: Wild Bill and Danny. Um, Danny, they they could have a seat somewhere else.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, really, especially Danny is such a minor. He's oh, just a, a you know a placeholder,
0: um, basically. Yes, because like I don't know. <laughs> I I can't. It it's weird though that like you see her flirt with him when he's when she saves him, and then you kind of forget it. Or at least for me, I kind of forgot about that. And then all yeah. of a sudden, when Katie's like, "Oh, you're in love with Danny," I was like, "Wait, what? When? Where did this come from?"
1: Yeah, we never see them talk. We never see this relationship. And suddenly, so all of a sudden, they are just madly in love with each other.
0: Well, no, that's why Bill. I didn't realize. Uh, Dan,
1: Danny, and and Katie. I mean,
0: oh yeah, Danny and Katie. But like, I didn't really. I kind of forgot that Calamity and Danny. Well, Calamity had a crush on Danny
1: because, like, mm, yeah, she saved. She goes and saves him in the beginning, and she
0: saves she saves him, and then from then, on, like after the the canoe, the cuddling up while while on the horse. You also don't really see them interact. They have a no. they have a little chat before she goes to Chicago to get Adelaide but like and that's kind of why I I did like Doris Day's per- performance as Calamity because like she wasn't goo goo eyed over men it's just that this is classic Hollywood so they have to have that, uh, the romance or end with a double wedding eye roll
1: <laughs> <laughs> yup yep, double wedding cake uh, what baker in Deadwood is making that cake that's what I want to know the, Not a the, single one. There's The person no at makers. the saloon. <laughs> it's it's Francis Fryer. He made the cake. For, of course. As the, the sole gay man in town.
0: Hey, hey, hey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Francis Fryer is also a made-up person, right? Like, that can't be...
1: Fuck. No, oh, no, that. I'm sure, I'm sure that that's made up.
0: Although, I feel like that name is... There was somebody... Uh, nope, it's just made up for Calamity Jane. Who am I thinking of then? I have no idea. I don't know either. He represents an actual type of person at this time, which was like the vaudevillian.
1: Yeah. And that's what this actor was. I looked into him because I enjoyed him so much. And he had like a comedy act with his brother.
0: Dick Wesson? Yeah. He also seems like he's the bit actor. You know, he shows up in everything.
1: Oh, yeah. He's, you know, all these actors are all in like, this episode of The Love Boat and this episode of, you know, whatever. They're all in Love Boat. That was like the, the 70s uh, Law and Order every, Right, every theater actor <laughs> was on Love Boat.
0: And, well, sorry. He um, wasn't in that many movies from what I can see. He was in a few of them. Um, Calamity Jane was one of his last movies that he was in. But like, I actually liked that He was willing to just perform, even with the whole Francis, (laughs) the Francis mix-up. He Mm -hmm. was like, "Fuck it," I, you know, I I mean, obviously he didn't want to, or he was a little timid, but like he's just, you know, the show must go on. I mean, that dress
1: and wig came from somewhere. I'm just saying, he might have had it on him.
0: (laughs) He he made it.
1: (laughs) That's his private stash of of costumes.
0: In the few hours. From when he arrived to Showtime, he made it?
1: I mean, before baking the cake, he made that.
0: <laughs> oh, yep. the other thing, too, a woman's touch. I wrote down, was this done in an afternoon or in three weeks? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was
1: one thing? afternoon. Because they cleaned the little shack, repaint it, fix it up. Oh, 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 in, in real time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying
0: yeah because it because it's a montage that happens but like the amount of work that went into that cleaning and reorganizing and somewhat renovating it it feels like because she built a fucking chair (laughs) that's true she built a chair (laughs) and that's and that's hard we're in frontier times there is no like table saw she built yeah. a chair. and she
1: she takes apart the uh the uh bunk bed too are they putting them together is that what's happening
0: was that what she was i didn't see that that's what she was sawing sawing yeah the bunk beds <laughs> they're making a queen-size bed that's there you happening. go yep <laughs> yep yep um a woman's touch a- <laughs> <laughs> it takes on a whole new meaning i don't know what else to say do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Oh, um, go ahead. I mean, the other thing about Francis too, to go back to him, is mm-hmm. that he's a little shit stirrer. Yep. So, yep. so while Calamity and Katie are like clearly in a sapphic relationship, I feel like you said it earlier that Francis is just a little dramatic, like into drama gay boy. Because before Katie goes on uh, under the guise of Adelaide, he fucks with her mind. Yeah,
1: yeah. Calls her Katie.
0: Oops. Ooh. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> but then, but then, like, he's in. The, they sing together. He's in her act.
1: I mean, he's got to earn his keep somehow. I don't know how he's still employed at that saloon. They got this budget for two people, but yeah.
0: Well, they made it. A, they made it a double act, and I guess they're selling, selling all the sarsaparilla, sarsaparilla, selling out, and yeah. But you know, the movie isn't. Uh, the movie's got yeah,
1: yeah. It's misogyny. It's really racist, of course, to Native uh-huh. Americans. That's to be expected. I think from any Western pre twenty twenty three, even probably 2023, Yeah, um, you know, it's fun. I think she would have made a great Annie Oakley
0: in Annie Get Your Gun. Maybe she did a production of it somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised. She
1: did it. She she did she recorded the songs from it. She released an album of the songs from it. I'm sure she did it somewhere. Yeah. But but Calamity was her favorite role, favorite movie she ever filmed, she said.
0: And again, she knocked it out of the park for me. Um I could I just couldn't get over some of the ways that she said words. <laughs> but i'm going to blame that on the script not ellen the crick. well not that but like uh shikagi there's all those other things where i'm just like i don't know who says says this like i have i know people from all over america and you know (laughs) north south east west and i don't know anybody who talks like that they're they're all extinct I feel like that's that's just Hollywood being Hollywood. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's being like we have to take we have to tell all of America and potentially (laughs) the world that she is from the South, Mm -hmm. Midwest, South. Yep. Yep. Um, Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into sharp and flat? I don't
1: think so. The the saloon is almost a replica of the golden uh the golden horseshoe saloon in Disneyland because it was the same designer. Oh. So if you ever go into the golden horseshoe at Disneyland, it's you're like walking into the Deadwood saloon.
0: It also felt like Harvey Girls. Like they used mm, mm-hmm. similar set
1: pieces. Yeah, MGM.
0: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised cuz it's like, fuck, we have all we're going to do all these westerns. We need a saloon in every single (laughs) one of them. Let's just, I don't know, repaint it? Hey, if it ain't broke. You're right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay, let's get into sharp and flat, shall we? Alright. Sharp. Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp, and if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. I had some difficulties finding sharps. I'm not going to lie. Cause again, I watched this and I was just so angry. Okay. The opening whip crack away. That was fun. Yeah. I mean like, okay. So let me, let me go with my flats and this is why. And we talked about it already, but I'm flatting the racism, especially Bill's costume. When he uh, loses the bet, I was just like, oh no, we went there.
1: Yeah, no, the race is that's like that's less than flat. That's like concave.
0: Yeah, or more, more than flat, more than a flat, like an Uber yeah, flat. Um, divot. The men and the misogyny. Like I felt like, but I mean, that is the time. I mean, I'm sure men were worse than
1: that yes. at the. So you know, it's
0: yes, but like I kind of would like to see this written by a woman. Ooh,
1: Greta Gerwig's Calamity
0: Jane. Because it was written by a man, because there's also a lot of men, I felt like there was some sort of respect that they had for her, but also because she's a woman, they view her as, quote, less than. There's that, um, that first saloon scene, I think, I think is what I'm trying to reference here, where she makes a promise about getting adelaide adams and Mm -hmm. there's a there's a moment where like they're all all the men are like sure you can but like they're also like great bring her like they expect her to actually do it because they feel like she'll do she does things she's like the gopher you know um the one that has the courage to go save denny but like
1: true I mean, also Calamity, the real life Calamity was apparently a massive tall tale teller. Yes. a Frequent. So like, which again, uh, gives credence to the Hickok story, maybe not being so true. So I think there's, there is a bit of distrust and it's a bit of like, okay, yeah, you go get her. But also like, she is a female. So if anyone was going to go get this female artist to come, it would be Calamity.
0: I, I think Seven Brides happened after this movie, but it's like they heard <laughs> like the yeah
1: the next year I think I think fifty
0: four was so, Seven Brides, so they they went Howard Carroll went totally against everything in this movie and was like I'm gonna now steal women huzzah! <laughs> hey, you know, I, there's always miso- there's always going to be misogyny. I know that because we're but we're learning we're learning how to not mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm but it was just so much and especially like uh when Danny and Bill both asked Katie to the ball and Katie's like um calamity what about her you know let's let's all go as friends and everything i'm just like and then they do the coin toss i was like of course men would do this straight guys would do this no offense Ooh, but yeah
1: like, i mean they yeah still today i'm sure they would do that
0: it was just so gross and the way that like they talked to her and then a woman's like i also flattered a woman's touch because that song law i lost my mind i was ready to like flip tables it it got it got me so angry (laughs) <laughs> at
1: least it wasn't a complete at least it wasn't a fashion makeover song it was a house makeover song right there but was then, still some manual labor in there but not like, just picking flowers
0: true but like they're and like they're doing a deep clean of everything so it's not like oh we're just gonna get rid of the cobwebs and call it good women's touch huh but like it's also giving the message that cleaning is women's work
1: I mean, yes, which, you know, until...
0: Which recently I, I, is, was... Again, I understand that that was normal, thing, yeah.
1: But yeah, no, it's still, you know, no. I mean, that's how we can look at all these films. Uh, I mean, I look at things that were, came out in, like, 2008, and I'm like, wow, I can't oh, believe yeah. how much, like, the things people say in, I mean, in TV shows and stuff, it's like, how was that allowed? It's 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 like, you think about what now... In ten years, are we gonna look back and be like, "Wow, we said that stuff"? Mm-hmm. It's it's wild to to think about, but it's I mean, it's all gr- it's all good. It's how society evolves, and,
0: and you should learn watch like nineties Nickelodeon and be like, "What the fuck were we watching?" <laughs> um, oh, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. And then my last flat is Calamity's gown for the ball. I really hated it. it <laughs> I have no opinion on her dress. I feel like there's just too much tool. There's just too much. I feel like it wanted to be
1: as as feminine as possible, so like pink, fluffy, cotton candy dress. I didn't on...
0: mind the. I didn't mind the color. I just wish it was something similar to Katie's, because Katie mm. had a night. It was a little simple. There was a little glitz, a little that, little this, a little that, but like. I I guess you're right. They were going for, like, a hyper-feminine look to be like, this is totally different, and look at all the men ogling her. But, you know, after that, you know, then she goes back. She She doesn't
1: stay in this hyper-feminine world after she's changed. It doesn't, like, permanently right. change her, which I think is nice.
0: She goes back to, but, like, she goes to form-fitting clothes at the end like the yeah. her, her pants are a little tighter um she's wearing a a a top that's like tucked in so you can see everything yep. <laughs> instead of yep. wearing a baggy stuff so i'm like okay you're mixing the mask and the femme here good <laughs> yeah good. yeah she's uh, you know it's it's it do you watch drag race yes of course yes. <laughs> i have watched are drag you race. did you i mean are you caught up With uh, no, I haven't seen that. I haven't, I kind of went on Drag Race Overload, so I've been
1: They just had the makeover episode with a group of lesbians. Um, and so it's it was all about really butch women like embracing their femininity, which is really interesting to watch in the same couple days as watching Calamity Jane. Um,
0: (laughs) well, I mean, that's that's also it's also interesting because like it's bringing up a topic that like we're still talking about, which is you know, like gender and like uh genderized things that shouldn't be genderized like clothing yeah. it's fabric you're wearing and fabric. housework yeah and and housework and like how you're supposed to feel and think
1: but i mean we've got not only calamity many times being mistaken for a man in this movie but then you've got francis fryer donning drag i mean it's it's pretty gender bendy for 1953
0: yeah and and like it's a weird comedy of errors in a way because like Mm -hmm. the biggest one is like katie pretending to be adelaide even though she never really says i'm adelaide but like she goes along with it uh but like like yeah and like you said like whatever you wear people are going to just believe that's what who you are yeah it's it's really
1: wild we we have a three-year-old daughter and uh my wife wanted her to get a pixie cut and the the barber was like no they'll think she's a boy so and it was like what and <laughs> so yeah it was it's still today it's it's still very much uh prevalent
0: oh my god okay but those are my flats what were your flats did you have any
1: uh well the racism is is obviously a huge flat um uh, yeah with yeah um I don't know. I you know, I've I've seen this movie so many times and it's 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 very much it's it's in the seven brides, you know, realm where it's like this is it's a it's a wholesome family. But like, I wouldn't let my eight year old watch these movies until she's older and and can contextualize.
0: You can have the conversation th- of being like, OK, this is what. Yeah, it like was this is how enjoy this movie. But like, here's what's not right about. Yeah. about
1: this and don't you know internalize these things so um
0: you know, <laughs> ever listen to this episode and be like <laughs> there you go okay everything that john is saying that's what you <laughs> should be feeling yeah yeah and and everything that we're talking about just on this is the context and he, yeah because <laughs> like i i i'm always of like multiple minds when watching these movies because, like, I have to remember the time period. I have to remember this. I have to like, mostly the time, like, the, it I hate this phrase, but this is the, be- the only way to describe it. It's a product of its time. It is, and it's It's
1: not only that, it, with this film, it's the 1880s through the lens of 1950s, so it's like double <laughs> doub- It's worse. It, yeah, it's, it's like doubly uh, hyper uh, bad awful in, in ways yeah um but the songs i mean higher than hawk yes
0: snooze oh that wasn't even on my radar as a flat i'm not <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah yes i agree with you because it is such, it's such a snooze fest and i don't know why Howard keel has a nice i like his voice well it comes out of nowhere it's it really has nothing to do with anything
1: He's high, he says he's high right then because of something, I can't remember, something like bad happens to Calamity that he finds funny. So it's not even like he's in love and singing like this. He's just, it just seems to come out of nowhere. And
0: Oh, this is after um, she embarrassed herself, well, after they run out with Katie. Uh, yeah. When Katie realizes that she's Adelaide, right? Yeah, or is that so too- it- it's
1: it's not like a romantic thing, even though it sounds like it, and it's just uh it's just sort of you know nonsense where it it and honestly calamity's just a much more interesting character and and also Adelaide as you said or not Adelaide Katie um so it's just like okay well we want to get back to the interesting.
0: It's also a weird song because at this point only like women uh, and Francis um have had songs. And so, this late in the movie, you're giving. Yeah, is this song? before
1: or after? I can do without you.
0: Um uh, oh, this is after. You're right, but like, he he's he, it was the anything you can do, and yeah. like, in, if but you know like, what? It I been... like it. I like it. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, but like, I'm saying in terms of uh, higher than a hawk. I don't know. I feel like that should have been an earlier song, or he should have had an earlier song. So this way it justified him having this song later whereas yeah. he's 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 in a song with calamity doing i can uh um i could do without you it's not that it's really a duet it's like there it's an argumentative song but like right. they didn't establish already like him not not necessarily doing like an i want song or anything just like a solo song for him so
1: yeah it's just not a fun song
0: yeah, that too. a fun song. Um, okay, let's get to sharps. Really, I'm only sharping Doris Day and Alan Ann McCleary. Mm-hmm. Who, Alan Ann McCleary
1: was married to uh, uh, Adolph Green of Compton uh, oh. and Green for a, for a long oh. time and then married George Gaines, the dad from Hunky Brewster until his death.
0: Oh, that's sweet. So, she, she also was.
1: Looked- she did a lot of Broadway.
0: Who am I thinking of? Wait, I so seeing Ellen N McCleary, I thought she looked like Virginia O'Brien. Mm. I thought that's who it was, and I was like, "Oh, welcome back. You know we have a <laughs> and she opened her mouth and I was like, that's a this is different." A- I mean, in a good way, it was a different person. But I thought, I was like, oh, this is weird that like, you know, because Virginia O'Brien was in Harvey Girls and we've done that on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, maybe she also just sauntered from one set (laughs) to the other. (laughs)
1: She just stayed. She just happened to be still on the set that day.
0: But um, I don't know, Alan Ann McCleary, I would, I think I would like to look further into her filmography because she seemed, I mean, the two of them, it's really, I feel like their story, (laughs) their love story. Yeah, it really is
1: until the third act, and when they're like, "Okay, now let's uh, wrap this up." Um,
0: now let's make this, this a Hollywood, Hollywood way. Way. story. <laughs> yeah,
1: but really, the first two thirds is is a pretty straightforward uh, love story between these two women. I think.
0: Yeah. Most yeah. you know,
1: a lot of people think. And, um,
0: and they, they're just so. There's just something about them that, like, the camera loves them. I mean, obviously, that that's they're actors. They're actors the camera loves them but like there's just there you just watch them even before the makeover and everything i'm watching doris day she's she's got like that energy and that glow about her that like i see why she was a movie star like the the butch side i'm still just tuned into her um but uh and then also i i'm gonna sharp secret love it was a good song
1: she sounds, her voice in that song is such a perfect fit. To her sort, she has this sort of like raspiness almost to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, it feels like it's coming deep from her soul, this song.
0: It, it also, I wrote down, Um, this doesn't feel like a strong ending song because it's not. I mean, I didn't realize that there was <laughs> going to be like that, Um, that type of finale where they reprise all the songs. Cause I, I mean, I, I, When I do these, obviously I find a list somewhere, and if I don't know the movie beforehand, I'm like going on faith that these are Mm. that this this list is correct. But yeah, you know we're getting towards the end, and there's what like this is this is sung within like the last ten minutes of the movie, and you're like, but this is it, this is the end. There's got to be like a big finale number because that's what they do, and. There was the wedding, yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it definitely is the 11 o'clock number, which is an odd choice. I wonder, I don't know, but often, like, they would re- release songs from films before the films come out to like promote it. So, this may have been a hit before the movie came out. So, I think it's a better placement for the song right after Woman's Touch when she goes in the yellow dress before she falls in the crick.
0: Oh. She would be singing
1: it about Katie. You're right. That would be a better placement for it.
0: Greta Gerwig. Hey. When you're doing your Calamity Jane. <laughs> Wait, you're going to make it a musical. One. Yep. And two, get the rights to these songs and you're just going to rework it and make it a total sapphic love story. Let's do
1: it. Jen Colella as Calam.
0: Oh. And, uh,
1: I wonder if and, she's too old now. But
0: And Maude Apatow as Katie.
1: There you go sold <laughs> take my money
0: <laughs> um uh what about you what are your sharps
1: my sharps uh high full of honey makes me absolutely cackle his expressions when he's hurting the men is just fun uh i've always loved high full of honey
0: um it's <laughs> so dumb where you're like we know audience and we're with calamity and she knows But, like, the men in the audience are just willing to accept that this is a woman that they're seeing. And you're just like, oh, oh, baby. Yeah. You're you're going to have to have a conversation with yourself afterwards.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Um, I like, you know, I like how the confrontation with uh, Doris, with um, Calam and Katie at the ball, actually feels, like, threatening and a little violent to me when she shoots the punch oh. out of her hand and like it spray it just feels very and it's red, i don't know there's real danger like,
0: there yeah it looks like blood on her which is it's, which was i mean obviously they did it because you could see it they didn't want to make it water
1: right 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 um but okay. it feels very like oh shit like um
0: right like like fun. oh shit clam is a little dangerous yeah and a sharpshooter yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, other than that, it's, it's just all—it's fun. But those are my big—that's my big sharp, I guess.
0: I'm sorry again. I don't mean to shit on your. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. It actually, happens. But like, we've got a strong female lead. Yes, she does the makeover, but she's still the same person. Surprisingly, for a 1950s movie, and like, yeah, she falls in love with the end. But like that again—that's. Hollywood, classic Hollywood, golden age. Yeah. Um. So all in all, I think I would give this like a C if I had to grade it. (laughs) All right, that's not
1: bad. That's not bad. Watching the Carol Burnett version, it's interesting because it came out ten years after, but it's somehow more racist ten years later. There's more, uh, you know, Native American jokes. Oh no. Oh yeah. And she's much more feminine the whole time than, than mm. calamity you it's there's no mistaking any sort of undertone so it makes it really emphasizes how much the original
0: film went there also when wild bill is in the racist getup, whose baby is that that he's holding the
1: the person yeah and then there's that weird like you get a racist and misogynist moment when the the native american male is like i'm not taking the baby and like the woman has to come in and take the baby it's it's like oh a one two punch of racist misogyny
0: but like who's the baby is that, that it was like crazy. why cuz you hear a baby cry you're like what the fuck is happening
1: <laughs> and then when he strings her up and lifts her up apparently dorsey almost passed out because the rope was so tight around her for that stunt so and
0: and like that's the other thing too that um I really had to remember that they could only do, like, actors did a lot of their own stunts. Like, the, obviously, when um, there's a moment where I think she, the character jumps on a horse, that's not uh, clearly not Doris Day, but like, Doris Day is on the horse. Doris Day is climbing into that stagecoach. Like, yeah. they, there are, Doris Day is. I and I feel like there is no like safety wires. I feel like you know the rope is around her waist, and that's it. There's no yeah. other. There's no other safety concerns. So like, kudos to her and to them all. Uh, all the actors in this who are not stunt people, because like, my God, westerns yeah, are even hard. <laughs> even in the opening.
1: There's in the opening saloon scene, like she does this great pratfall on her right on her butt. I mean, and she hits hard, and she just goes for it
0: and you wonder how many takes that took
1: <laughs> Ooh, bruise bruises um, everywhere
0: would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist I do have two songs um keep it under your hat I like it more when she's in her element
1: when she so, yeah when she goes for it
0: so this is Katie's song when she's pr- pretending to be Adelaide uh first she well she first sings it when she's with everyone thinks she's Adelaide and then um, you know, she, within like the same scene, she apologizes calamity, like gets the audience back on her side. Cause she's like, listen, you wanted a star and we're giving her a chance. And that's all we're doing here. We're like, we're taking a chance to live out here in Deadwood. So give her a chance. And, the, and so Katie makes it her own and I'm like, okay, this is this I'm vibing with. I'm, I'm here for the relax it. And then the other song is secret love. It is. It is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. song. And even if it's not about, I mean, it, it. If there wasn't like the gay undertones to it, I still like it because it's like, you know, like a truly heartfelt song. And yeah, like,
1: and she sounds beautiful on it.
0: And like she, this is one of those. This is an interesting moment for Doris Day where she's still like pretending to have that oh no she still has that deeper voice that you said and she's a little butch but also like doris day is coming out and is a little more feminine and things like that so it's it's definitely showing growth and it's a weird part of the movie but i i still like the song
1: yeah yeah it is a little weird 11 o'clock number it was it always amazes me every time i watch it how late it is in the film
0: yeah, it's like five, like ten minutes left, and you're like, "Where are we going?" <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you actually think of any songs, or you're you're good?
1: I think. I mean, I love uh, "I Can Do Without You," but it's. It, I don't know that I would put it in like my top songs of all time playlist. Um, but but would it's you fun. It's it a movie in- I can throw on. That's you know.
0: Yeah, and and again, when you're like you said, when your kids are a little older, and you can have this deeper conversation with them about the hollywood system and yeah things and you're like okay but yeah i would i i think they're too young right now (laughs)
1: yeah yeah no definitely definitely too young to uh i don't want them (laughs) learning lessons they shouldn't be learning at that age
0: yes yes uh and on that note mark we're done with the episode we did oh my goodness we talked Calamity Jane, kind of. Uh- <laughs> Calamity
1: Jane. I love in the opening song when the the title comes on and all the men and seemingly the orchestra just shout Calamity Jane. <laughs> it's just I don't know. It makes me laugh for some reason.
0: Uh, I didn't know what I was in for, and this movie did keep me like zigging and zagging. So as much as I was angry at the text and the stuff inside the movie, I. Overall, it was just, it was enjoyable. So, um, what do you have, though, to plug or promote?
1: Um, as always, my YouTube channel, Broadly you by Ghostlight. Check me out on YouTube and watch some um, Schmigadoon and or other musical theater history content.
0: Have you done Here Lies Love yet? Like, Or have you done, like, a review of it? No, I don't really do reviews
1: okay. uh, on my... On my I you know, I have so many friends in the industry and I don't like I don't mm. like I don't know. So even if I like something, if I then if I don't say anything about it, then it's clear that I didn't. So I just try to stay away from from current, like a review things. things. Got it. But I did I was at the B roll filming for Here Lies Love the That's other. That's what I which,
0: saw. I saw you post about it and I was like, Oh
1: interesting. Yeah, that was a fun experience. Something so you're new- in the
0: commercial. Ooh. We'll see.
1: We'll see. I might be.
0: Keep your that eyes out fun. for Mark in the commercial. Woo! The most important part. Um, and if you, I don't know, were you in a production of Calamity Jane? Uh, I'd like to hear about it. Uh, you can email me at butter at gmail.com I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at butter pod. Greta Gerwick, if you're listening to this episode, a love you. B <laughs> get on let's let's collab you know take our ideas go you know what i will sign any rights away you know i will pretend i didn't have this thought (laughs)
1: it'll be bigger than barbie
0: it'll be uh oh i don't know i maybe (laughs) maybe Um, and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation we're doing the second chance of liza with a z but Mark, thank you so much for coming back on. I'm sorry again if I shit on the, your movie, but like at least you understand though that like there is problems within. Oh
1: yeah, world. no, it's very much a uh, yeah. If you don't <laughs> grow up with it, but I mean it, yeah, it's it's a yeah. it's a very specific genre of watch this with an asterisk. You know?
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
1: like like Seven Brides, you know. Although that has choreography that cannot be
0: missed. This
1: does not have choreography that cannot be
0: missed. I mean, you see, you see a movie that came out in 1950. You're just like, I'm going to hate something about this. (laughs) (laughs) And I I have a feeling it's mostly misogyny. And then the next step is racism. Like, (laughs) yep. Yep.
1: Yep. And sometimes you get a magical combination of the two. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> starring doris day the whitest white lady of all time oh
0: my god at least she wasn't pretending to be a native american or something like that because then i'd be like what the fuck did you do <laughs>
1: that would have been if she'd done any get your gun she would have done i'm an indian too so
0: you know almost happened anyway <laughs> thank you for listening everyone and bye for now Bye bye